This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, Georgie, check for Dadsy. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. <whistles> only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free in terms supply. See mcdonalds.com. Leicester City have a penalty kick in the sixth minute of injury time. Injury time. Injury time. Look out, takes. Almunia saves. Look out, follows in. Almunia saves again. And now one minute on the counter-attack. Forestieri. Get across to Charlie. Charlie, long time no speak. I hope you're well. Hello, Pete. How are you? Hello, mate. Oh, I'm I'm all right. But it was a it was a it was a frustrating old game. And I appreciate Wednesday are a big and a proud club. And it, it's 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 sad to see so many empty seats in in that ground because they used to be in in both our days quite a big club really. But but there we go. But there we go. Never mind. What were, what were your thoughts at the moment and and on proceedings? Well, the game itself, as we've all said, it very boring, mm-hmm. a bit disappointing, especially up front. I thought. Hamer did well again. Fair yeah. play to him. He's he's, he's really starting to cement that position as his own. He was outstanding, wasn't he? Absolutely. But I wanted to sort of, and I've not just come on here to be an echo chamber for Uncle Ron, but if you thought his yang was bad, let's wait for mine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, everybody, we're um, going to get to see Charlie's yang. This, this couldn't possibly go wrong. Far away, sir. You tell us whatever you feel. As many of you know, and I know me and you have spoken, Peter, both here and off offline, I've not been for a good few seasons now and I just I want to put a a question out there when are people going to wake the fuck up putting it bluntly we've got a squad that is getting thinner and thinner by the day it doesn't look like we're going to make any dramatic signings tomorrow there might be one random one that we didn't see coming or a sneaky Udinese third rate player coming in it's an absolute fucking disgrace that we don't want to beat Southampton in the FA Cup now Anfield. And I actually agree that I don't want a cup run. And for a championship side that could potentially have a, a big day out at Anfield, even if it was just to generate a few quid, for us to be sitting here saying we don't want to go through and play Liverpool, that just sums up what shit this club is in at the moment under Gino Pozzo. They brought Emmanuel Dennis in. And I'll be honest with you, I've gone on the record. When I saw that we got him, I put my head in my hands, Peter, and I don't know whether I'm just in some kind of weird parallel universe and I'm going mad but for me that's just a PR stunt the guy's come back 
eating humble pie, saying the right things, kissing the badge in his promo video, saying how much he loves the club. He's come back just to rescue his own fucking career. Excuse my language. But I'm so pissed off with the amount of people that are falling for this bullshit. We've we've taken all this money in from, from the summer. We've got rid of Luter that was on a big wage. We're trying to offload Tom Ince. No one wants him because he's an overpaid old banger. And I think it was Paul Holly said, next season could potentially be a really squeaky bum time because if Gino's still here, if he's not been banged up or seen the light and actually realised that most of us don't want him and we get this new investment, we're going to be in the shit. We're going to be playing academy players, which is all well and good, but when you haven't got enough talented players around these kids to learn from, then I can see it coming where we could be in the bottom three next season and we could be in the same situation that Sheffield Wednesday are in this season. And that's all I want to say. I don't want to pick a fight with anybody on here, but I just want people to think and look a bit further than the game they've just watched or the game that's next coming up because, and I'm going to say it one more time, we're in the shit big time, mate. There you go. There you go, Charlie. Excellent, as always. Look, this is the point for everybody to come on and say exactly how they feel. It doesn't matter whether or not you're Yang or Ying or I was going to end up doing a Stephen Fry impression on Blackadder for there for a moment, but I chose better of it. It, it. That doesn't matter. What matters is you get a chance to come in and just say what you feel and then everybody can debate it and discuss it. The point, the, the thing that I think really hits home, which you just mentioned there, was the amount that youth or young or academy or homegrown or whatever they are, younger players do do learn from experienced players. I would imagine that the amount that Jake Livermore is imparting to those players around him is 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 priceless. The same thing also goes with with competition for places and with a with a stripped back squad. It is very hard to have competition for places because it's like today who was going to come on and replace that those midfield runners because we weren't we weren't quite there. Were we were we giving anybody an opportunity to say, well, look, if you don't, then I'm going to bring X or Y. Off, off the bench. So having those those competition for places, e- even if you look at Tom Ince, as we say, who might be, who, who was uh, linked with going out the door, if anybody take him, his contribution th- this season, in not that many minutes, I put a little kind of a PDF kind of thing for, for people to take a look at and see what they thought, because I thought about the experienced players that we saw, that we've seen. And of course, I started with them all, and exactly Hamer, as, as you, you called out earlier on. But I also thought about Tom Ince because he's not had the game time, but of course his influence in and around somebody like Aspria and that competition about, well, I'm going to nick your place if you don't do it well enough. It has a massive influence. And without those, that, those players who are either uh, exemplars of what to do and how to do it, and you don't have to have a squad full of them, but two or three or four or five of theirs scattered in and around those positions to help help that be be almost lieutenants for the manager. It does it does make a massive difference to both the development and of course the on-field results. We've seen that we've seen that time and time again. I mean the last away game that we lost was away at Leicester. And I don't know if you remember that one, Charlie, but we took off Jake Livermore on 60 minutes. We yeah. we conceded on 75, penalty went on in 90. Because because sometimes you don't get experience until after you needed it. And having them on the pitch, it done half help. It done half help. Very good. Very good. Mm. I'll chat you soon, Peter. Lovely Thanks, stuff. Angie, mate, do you take care? Right, there we go. Differences of opinion. We like all of that. Oh, no, damn, 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 damn. Sorry, Alex, you dropped off the board. If you want to come back into me, please do. We've got, we've got uh, Kevin Jackson to go to, but we're going to change order. We're going to go across to, uh, to Neil, who normally brings us home on these sort of things. But Neil, sir, hit the old mic button. Pause that. 
Oh, that's perfect. I can hear you clearer than normal. Excellent stuff. How are you doing? Well, well, that's really weird because this old truck I got tonight, you can't you can't tee up your phone with it. So it's the old-fashioned headphones and microphone. That, that yeah, sounds good um, to me. Sounds good to me. Heading, heading northbound up towards the Midlands. So I didn't go to the game. They wouldn't let me have the time off. Right, so I listened to it on Hive Live. Okay, positives, Pollock. So yeah. as I think I said to you on Sunday after the game, are they going to go around and say, come on, you don't really want to go. Put your arm around him. Yeah, you got it. You got it. You've done great. And off he goes on Wednesday. And then off he goes tonight, Sheffield Wednesday. Does, does as far as the commentators were concerned, and they know more about football than me, put on a good show. That I think they took him off because they were just worried that these that that oh he was he, yeah he he'd got himself on a booking and he'd had one not identical but if he hadn't had the booking he'd have got a yellow for it yeah um that's that's, that's what they came and across. it was like that's you know they came across. No, it, it was it was it was good management however Porteous didn't didn't help because he came on and started started doing his kind of harem scarem bit again a little bit for me for my money it's just my yeah. opinion which which was which wasn't needed but no no I thought I thought Pollock did himself no harm at all there Neil okay if Martins had converted that effort I think we'd be everybody would be slightly in better form tonight we would have gone away we would have come back with a win but we didn't so it was a draw and so we got a point out of it Ben Hamer again improving 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 echo the stuff you've been saying about the midfield and I actually said to you as well <laughs> you're, uh, well, you're driving towards Eddie the truck here aren't you I know you <laughs> oh yeah we're missing the truck because yeah, our mid- when the truck is on the pitch, our, our midfield goes in the direction that truck should fall. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to this no. man. He knows of what he speaks. He's in a truck at the moment, using it as an aerial to talk to us, which is very good. Carry on. <laughs> not not side, sideways, but hey-ho, come on. Right, so I've been listening to a lot of the stuff that's been going down on TalkSport about this tram- transfer window. Mm-hmm. And the, the problem is, in general, with this transfer window, is it? I think it's less than, at the moment, as it stands, it's less than 20% of the business that was done last January. Yeah, absolutely so true. That it's a quiet one all round for various reasons, but we, we don't traditionally, I know, get involved in last day business. We, we try to get it over and done with, but maybe this might be, might be the time that we do because a lot of these teams are not going to let people go until they know that they've got something coming in. So if we have got things up our sleeve in the pipeline, ready to go. We may be waiting on to see what what business other teams do tomorrow. Of course, I shall be watching the the arrivals at Luton Airport <laughs> yes. from Trieste to see if anyone's coming over from from So that might be a bit of a lifeline. Striker. Now, this is an interesting thing. Mm-hmm. I've heard I've heard Val say a couple of times now how much he how much he likes. The young guy Greaves, isn't they? Right, Jack Greaves. Yeah, yeah, and he's been he's been showing his face around the match day squad quite. I don't I I don't know about tonight because I haven't looked up the subs. I don't know whether he's on the bench tonight, so I'll have to say that. So, but then again, he's not the the, the thing about the two strikers we've got at the moment is they're so similar, aren't they? Is what my mum bless bless her she would have referred to as gangly types. Right. Okay. Well, I mean. They, yeah, I mean, talk, talking about so about Jack Greaves. Jack Jack Greaves. I mean, his dad was a forward. His dad, his uncle Danny. His his dad was Darren. His his, his uncle um, was uh, was a midfielder. Danny, who played a 
uh, a game or two at Watford. He he tends to be almost like a hybrid of the two. He'll play in that sort of number eight role typically. Can play as a forward, but he's not really a line leader. I'd suggest he'd be a secondary striker and uh, and yeah. and a midfielder. I, I, I the last time or the the few times I've seen, him, I'd I'd compare him to a Deli Alley when Deli Alley was playing reasonably. You're looking for him to get forward and get goals from that from that midfield area he's somebody look, looks to get forward he's not going to be he's not going to be coming in and displacing a Ryovic or, or or a bio the person who could do that potentially would be as we all saw Toby Adeyemo who scored that goal against Blackpool on the GT day on the 72nd minute I just uh, just wondrous moment but he's literally he he's still 18 at this moment in time so it's it's we're, we're tending to see less teenagers make a jump into first team football these days than we did back in the 80s even then it was it was sort of rare for 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 the likes of John Barnes to step up and play but it did happen whereas now they tend to step forward in their early 20s obviously we we've, we've got it with Andrews but but we'll we'll see but yes it was the 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 lack of either somebody really clinical in bio or somebody who can play football in in Ryovic but can put the ball in the back of the net it literally is just a question of if you could if you could splice their skill sets we'd have we'd have we'd have the complete package but then you wouldn't get that player for love nor money i shouldn't wonder oh yeah i, I totally agree with you on that so obviously tomorrow will be what it will be but if you go away at Sheffield Wednesday and you draw nil nil i don't think it's necessarily the right point to start yet another deluge of doom and gloom. No, I think I think if if you'd have, if you'd have seen the game and 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 it's I don't think it's I don't think it's a deluge of doom and gloom, but I think it's reasonable for people to come on and and offer their opinion either positive or negative. I mean that's the whole purpose of of this this entire thing. So I'm I'm less worried about what other people think about what other people think. If you see what I mean, I want to know what yeah. you think. And I'm not worried about the fact that Charlie doesn't like the fact that everybody else doesn't like that. That's fine. What do you think, Charlie? And I'm less worried about you thinking that this isn't anything. What do you think, Neil, at the moment? That's what really interests me. I think for people who watch that would have looked at, and when I was chatting there to John, who was who was offering a yin or a yang or something or other, was in the midfield is where we're light. And yes, it's, it's exacerbated by not having Edo Kayembe as an option. Because I think if he'd have had Edo Kayembe, we'd have seen a change. But we didn't because he's injured and because we have such a light squad and because we've still got spaces that aren't being allocated, we don't allow the manager to make the sort of changes that we're looking at and are, I think, fairly apparent to, to switch it up and change it. Because sometimes players, they, they just have a bad game and it's a question of going, it's not working for you today. You come off, we'll put in another, we'll put in another square peg in that particular square hole and see how we go. I mean, that's just the way it goes, really. But as you say, tomorrow, there's another day for it to happen. And, and, and Neil has, has promised to go and stay and park his 44-ton truck outside Luton Airport and let us know about all the comings and goings. Just thinks we're signing anybody else. Think about it like Adam Leventhal outside the training ground, only with a 44-ton truck. Right, let's get across to, uh, to Kevin, because Kevin was tracking down all the way from he was having to get a, a train yesterday from, from from Edinburgh in order to get a get down to Sheffield. He's got down there. It's not been the best game, has it, there, Kev? No, it was a bit frustrating, but glad I made the effort. Well done, sir. Definitely. So it was it was a relegation candidate versus a middle of the table side, and that was what it was. Take it or leave it. Yeah. And I think if Watford were genuine, any genuine promotion contenders would have finished them off, and that so be it. But the crowd, everybody I spoke to before the game, because I I came down this morning, and the players, Sheffield Wednesday, they all look they all look beaten. They really do. So, but I thought. 
on the upside, Hamer was absolutely brilliant. I was looking down the barrel of a couple of those saves, and they were absolutely superb. I was very relieved that Matty Pollock put in a good show after what I said about him and his time at Aberdeen. Mm, um, very much so. And I thought Rebecca Welsh was absolutely brilliant in the middle. I think... I think Matty Pollock would have gone if it had been somebody who didn't have control of the game and a referee who was confident because that we've seen it plenty of times to two tackles, very similar, not very far apart, and the player walks and Bannon nearly went as well. So yeah. I thought she did. I thought she did really well. Got a couple of things wrong, but she had control of the game and there's plenty of referees that haven't done that this season. No, lovely stuff. I must confess the one time when I thought I thought, oh, come on, was I was, we all do it. We all start swearing at the TV. My, my TV thinks I don't like it very much most of the time when the football's on. And I was like, oh, come on, you've got a book. Literally, the yellow card came out in a flash. And it was like, oh, fair play. No, I thought, I thought, I thought she was good. I thought, she, with the exception of that, that tolerance, I thought she, she started to tire. I think, as everybody on the pitch did, because the, yeah. because the game almost sort of stretched, it, but, but, but kind of in a, in a somewhat wayward, wayward manner. I mean, obviously, as as the game got more messy, I think they they came into it. I don't mean that in a derogatory sense, but if anybody was going to catch one there in that in that last twenty minutes, I thought I thought they were they were in danger of doing it. And as you say, without Hamer's Hamer's heroics, would it would have been it, it you yeah it, it could have been it could have been a, a defeat. But as we say, seven games away without defeat, and that that's a pretty good away run to to take. What did you think of some of the other players that, that, that you saw? I appreciate they weren't necessarily on their best firing form, but as you said, not being able to get to as many games as possible, you were hoping to see Sema. And he came on for a slightly odd cameo role, didn't he? Yeah. We're used to seeing him in that more advanced position, and I thought he might have had a bit of hay with that, but because, again, of, of what we've got, he was, he was played as a replacement for Lewis, which I don't quite know how that made James Morris feel, but maybe it was him trying to uh, overload it down that left-hand side. It didn't quite work out, but... What did you what did you think of, of I mean, the he, squad as you he, saw? He did he did he did put a bit of life into the left hand side. I don't think there was any really poor performances. I think the midfield looked a bit well, they were tardy, there was lots of mistakes. It was like they'd not played together much. And there has been mm. a bit of a bit of flux in the midfield. We've played different combinations. Yeah. And I just wonder if what we really need now is to get everybody back, KMB back, and get a settled midfield, and that might make a bit of difference. But we need focus up front. I mean, neither of the neither of the forwards we had on are a handful. That they, they were dealt with comfortably. Now, yeah, that's just the way it is, isn't it? And um, I mean, a good turnout from the Watford fans, considering it uh, was a wet Wednesday. Um, yeah, and... it's, it's always hard to pick the away fans out at Hillsborough because they tend to put it all in the upper tier behind yeah. the left-hand side goal. And it's such a cavernous huge stadium effectively that every fans including the Sheffield Wednesday fans seem to get lost in it at times um, I'm yeah like, they but, seem very quiet but like I said everybody I spoke to from on the tram on hotel reception they're all like nah it's done for it's they feel as though they're relegated they had they and I will said as they've been what about the upturn and they're like and nobody really believed in it so yeah it was it was a bit bit empty from that in that respect. Even when Wednesday were on top, the fans didn't really get behind them. Ouch, ouch. Well, we'll, we'll see how they go. I mean, we had a chat with with Ash from that Wednesday week. It was a lovely chat. Came yep. on and, and 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 looked at looked at the normal nonsense that we get up to and went, oh, all right, okay, I'll get I'll join in with that, which is lovely. 
and was telling us, and we saw we saw Nicholas Smith go to the uh, go to the cathedral. I don't know if the uh, the pork sandwich shop was open, but we had. Uh, it was, well, I, I think there might be more than I think it might be a small chain, but the one I yeah, saw, it. it was shut. Oh, so, oh, yeah. what a what a shame! Well, the cathedral had a once over, and 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 well done, everybody who's uh, who's got up, and in your case, got all the way down to Sheffield. Are you overnighting in, in Yeah, Sheffield, I'm in my it? hotel. I've got just just got back, so I'll be travelling back tomorrow morning. Well, look at look at the commitment being made by people from not just Watford going up there, but all over the country and indeed all over the world to follow the to to, to follow those glorious Hornet boys, which is very good. Kev, love, lovely to hear from you. Um, right. I, I don't know if you I don't know if you heard. We've had a number of people now putting in for our adopted Scottish team. Perhaps Berwick been one one suggestion. Uh, Alan Lathwell came out with the. The most ludicrous team we'd ever heard, which was I, I can't pronounce it. It was a Knocklin Talbot, as somebody else. We've had Knocklinleh. That's it. That's it. And it was we, oh, we've had lots, but we, we're going to put this to a vote. We're going to we're going to make this official. I reckon. Well, I did have some sympathy with the Partick Thistle. Yeah, the colours. Yeah, the colours. Because good. I did that when I because when I first moved up uh, to Glasgow, I went and watched them a few times. But the football was so shite that I thought that's <laughs> so. But yeah. yeah, so I was a football tourist for for a number of years until I got dragged to St Johnston, and that was I settled there. The place to go for good names. Look at the. Look at the Scottish Highland League with Inverurie logo, Loco Works and Forres Mechanics oh, and all of these. He's overcomplicating this for us, everybody. We're going to have to win. You know, if, if you want teams with good names, that is the place to go, the, the Scottish Highland League, which is sort of one one below the second division. But well, no, I, Yeah, I know the, Highland, the, the Highlands and Lowlands Leagues, and, and it's it's always been a hotbed of, of footballing talent, and I appreciate I'm going back to... Well, the, the Jimmy Johnston stuff and, you know, through to the 70s when, when you couldn't have an English team without a, a backbone of Scots in it. And yeah, yeah no, no, it's, it's all of these things and more. But there we go. Look, we Kev, could do with a few of them now. Yeah, a, a Sooness or two and a Dalgleish one. Yeah, they, 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 were, they wouldn't go amiss. There's Kev. There's Kev. He's, he's staying over in Sheffield. He's making his way back up to Scotland. Some people doing fantastic trekking about the country supporting the supporting the yellows let us know if we've been uh, critical less than critical whatever your thoughts this is just a melting pot to come and share it let's get across to to alex who i imagine is probably traveling judging by his his intermittent connection alex sir are you there al it's the wi-fi where i live peter unfortunately oh, you're yeah <laughs> I've got you there now. I've literally got you there now. So what did you what did you make of things then? That's one hour to February. I I I try to I, I thought I'd start with a, with a question to you, Pete. Far away. You're you're dipping in with and out, Al. Sorry, you're dipping in and out, oh, mate. Sorry. Oh, it was a question for me and I'm missing it. I'm missing it. Oh dear, oh dear. Oh, we might have to get well we'll we'll see if Alex can get back on in a, again and find out what that question is, because I'm 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 peaked about it. Hi, my name's Rocket and you're listening to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. What a belt. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
But let's get on to the five words, because as he said, it's, it's one hour to February. Tomorrow is the, is the transfer window closing at 11pm tomorrow. So there is still a chance of doing something. Let's give Alex one more go, see if we can get him on. Alex, oh no, it's not working. I'm afraid the Wi-Fi there is not working. How is it you have a better signal coming back from Swansea than you do in your own house? That makes no sense. That makes no sense whatsoever. Right, let's get onto these. Let's get onto these five words. Al, send, send me the send me the message in the in the long forms or the question in the long forms, and then I'll answer it there. We'll we'll get these. It's done by 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 hook or by crook. Right, let's go to the five words. The five word reviews that were put up earlier on. Brian Edwards is is in in quite a few of them. He says, "Going to blame the pitch?" Question mark. And then do not scratch your eyes, which would have been Justin said, "When are you going to pop up and sort it out?" And he said, "They can get fucked. We have the best pitch." So uh, there we go. We've won the pitch award. Michael Stephen Day says, impotent, weak, and very disappointing. All of these are very, very harsh criticisms of Justin. But, uh, oh, the game. Sorry, I see what you mean. Freya says, a clean sheet at least. Rich, no ambition in any department. John Parslow, we heard him earlier on. Hamer, he saved us again. He was absolutely outstanding. Uncle Ron says, get your checkbook out, Potso. The Big Lebowski says, couldn't watch, had to sleep. <laughs> If, you, if you've ever met Brett, and I spent the Saturday, uh, sorry, Sunday match, sat next to him. I can understand why he's been sleeping probably since about, ooh, final, final, final blow of the whistle on Sunday. Uh, Dan Harvey says, stalemate on the cabbage patch. Dave Lavender, clean sheet, but very disappointing. Old check, Carl Campion, Cesspit FC, January draw specialist. We have had a host of draws. But as I say, that's seven games away where we are undefeated. And going away and bringing something back is good. The difference is, and the challenge now, is we have to turn home form in from draws into, into wins. That's, that's if, if we're going to get anywhere. And I'm not all that worried about it. I'm enjoying the season overall. I'm not overly worried about getting up to the premiership because what will happen? But the points made earlier on are with the number of, with, with the loan players going back and with, uh, with money running out, well, how's that going to allow us to build? All reasonable thoughts and, and comments made. Gary Godwin said, not many five-word reviews, he says. Dave Lavender, there's about 90 on it. Dave Lavender says, our passing was absolutely dreadful. I think that was the biggest criticism, I think, of the midfield and of, of Kone and of, of Tom Deli Bashiru. Probably more than, more than uh, Jake Livermore, but he was you know, still in for it. Was They would do the hard bit. They'd do the, the bit where they would turn and they would carry with the ball. But the time that they would release the ball would always be too late. And I think Tom Deli Bashiru had a, had a spate of about 10 minutes of not really utilising that ball very well at all. Harry said, worst offensive display of the season. He then puts in brackets, which, as we all know, means you can basically piss all over the five words. He says, clean sheets mean fuck all when you're playing 23rd and can't score. Dominated us in possession and shots. Piss off, Barry Bannon. Sort your lid out. <laughs> oh, that is quite... Harry, sir, take, take a bow. I don't, I don't know. I don't care if you are sitting down. Stand up and take a bow. Well done. I like that very much. Brad says, Ben, Ben. Ben, Ben Hamer. That's nice. I like that. Oh, Alex is trying again. Let's see if we can get him in. We're going to do this. This might be a huge editing out on the podcast, but let's see if we can get him. Alex, can you, ta- can you talk to us? Well, it's not going to work, is it? Is it that, work? That's much better. That's much better. I can hear you. There you go. Everyone, I'm probably going to give this the big hurrah now for it to be awful. <laughs> yeah. No, my, my question, I, I just wrote it to you really quickly. It's just a simple question to you, Pete, and maybe other people listening. How have we got into a position five years since a cup final where we are actively debating with a day left in the transfer window if 22 players is an acceptable level to enter a league the league season with? Oh, wow. Okay. Um, Trying to look at things objectively, I think it's a shambles. I, 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 I think it's a shambles how you could expect 
22 players to be competitive in a- and and especially the most competitive league in a 46 game league as well if you're in a 38 game league like the prem then then there is a difference but those eight games means make makes such a difference in terms of the attrition rate we also know how hard working the championship is and I, I think the point that, that, that Neil made and that John made earlier on is also reasonable. You're seeing a lot of clubs having financial difficulties and, and issues in, and, and not making massive, especially capital outlays. And I know some people have said, well, it don't, don't worry about the wages. That's, that's, a, that's when Greg was saying, well, look, we freed this up and we've got this. His point was, you don't have to. We're not suggesting we're going to be playing in the in the capital expenditure where we pay a transfer fee for somebody here. But you go and bring somebody in on loan. You go and bring in two players, probably from 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 the, you know the, maybe the Premiership. I don't know who, or, or certainly a top division somewhere who you might have paying. I don't know eight or nine grand contribution towards their wage, but it's also about their development coming in. However. Other people will point to the fact that that would absolutely hit Baruch's kind of uh, last last year, his description front and centre, and he didn't really do anybody any good, including himself. So these things are difficult. How we've come to it since the, since 2019 is the double whammy of two relegations and, of course, the pandemic have had a massive impact on on the bottom line. And we can't pretend it, that, that those things haven't because two relegations basically absolutely crucify our, our turnover and our, our, our income streams. And the pandemic affected absolutely everybody. Obviously, we had the, the, the good news story, which was the combination of the, of the club and the, and the hospital and them actually utilising that, which no other club. So that's something that being a Watford fan, that at least we can, we can look to point at and be proud of. But financially, it did us no good at all. So I think that's where it, it's fallen down from that particular point. We were always so committed or overcommitted on the TV revenues because we have a stadium which is about, okay, yes, it's 20,000, but we've probably got a core support of, what, 15,000 perhaps? And therefore, unlike other, other teams in and around the Premier League, that affected us. So we haven't got the revenues to be able to compete with that. And then we got that double whammy in the pandemic of uh, Dini, Saar, Nigel Pearson, basically meaning that Operation Restart never happened. Now, those are all long now in, in history. Our issue is we haven't been able to recover from those positions. Even the Cisco Munoz, perky for tonight to mention that, that, that promotion didn't paper over, a, didn't really paper over those cracks, but we've got weaker and weaker and weaker. We've got so many things that have been borrowed against, against kind of Macquarie-style loans because of, because of money needing to be bought in for cash flow, which isn't immediately apparent and obvious because we don't get to see, even when we get to see annual accounts, they are not drawn up in the most transparent fashion. However, let's, let's take, a, take, a, take a guess at this. You've got Gino, who has got a, a, the Spanish tax authorities after him. We know that, at some, that in the last two years, he also had the Italians after him for exactly that. And we know that a settlement was made. He, he's also got his father is 82 and in charge of Udinese, which is really the core family responsibility. They are currently struggling to the top flight in, in Italy. That's probably taking the priority. It's also got a large amount of debt hanging over it. And whether that's owed to the owners or whether that's owed to Macquarie, it's fairly inconsequential because the legal entity of the club still owes the money. But I appreciate that the club look at it in a different way. That's fine. They're, They're running it. They look at it and do it how they do it. But looking at it from Gino's point of view, 
you've got about 130 something it was something along the region of certainly certainly north of 100 million euro debt sitting with with Udinese maybe to the Pozzos, maybe in another thing i don't know i haven't investigated it but i would suggest that with with, with spanish with italian and with other things looking at the network of clubs and investigating Gino Pozzo personally and also with an 82 year old father in charge of a Serie A club that is struggling for his life, I think his attention is diverted, and I think it would be impossible for him not to be, to be quite frank. And I don't, I don't think that, therefore, we're necessarily getting the attention or the resources that we would have previously enjoyed. Now, I think the, the important thing is, having gone to both the commercial and to the, the matchday operations at your spaces the other, the other week, and this, this was really pertinent to the commercials one. question was put by Jonathan from the Rook into the guys who were in charge of catering, commercials, retail, yeah, basically, and said, how are you feeling at the moment? And the answer was that there ain't, there isn't, a, you know, everybody is running that club on a budget. It's forcing them to have to be more creative. And they're having to do that there to try to do things. I hope that from that, at your place, we will see some improvements in the match day operations as things roll forward and move forward. And there seems to be absolutely every intent to try to make that so. It needs to roll into the football operations as to how we be more flexible, more creative. But jumping from Manga to Giretta to now back to Gianluca Nani doesn't speak to being creative. It speaks to being confused, muddled, and having and being relatively rudderless, to be honest with you. You've also got a manager here who is doing a very, very good job with a, a, a collection of, I'm sure, really great guys because they're far more appealing than they were. And he's doing more with less. Less is more, as the old, uh, as the old beer commercial used to say, or whatever it was. Um, and, he's, and he's doing well despite it, despite it all. If we had somebody like we've had in, in recent years, we could have been sitting rock bottom. So are we, are we grateful that he's doing that? Or is he papering over the crack, being a commercial, a good, a good corporate citizen? Possibly all of the above. We don't know. However, we've got a, we had a thin squad in, January, uh, in, in September, and we're going to have unless there are some movements in place, we're going to have a thinner squad from, from January onward with a host of games. We know that for the next, this game, we've got a, a midweek game. We've got one next week and we've got the one the following week. By the end of February, we're going to be frazzled even more simply because of the number of games versus the number of players times the intensity of the championship because we know it does take it out of you. And you can have all the recovery time and all of the stuff where we're training every day as well but the body also needs time to recover. And I think that's where we are. I think it's a question of a, a lack of concentration. I think money is tight, money is difficult. And as we heard from Neil say earlier on, everybody is up against it. It's tough times. It's a tough market out there. Everybody in the economy is having, there, there isn't loads of money being flying around all over the place. Corporate, corporate hospitality isn't, isn't as, as, as well utilized in the championship as it is in the premiership. So we all have to cut our, Basically, that seems to be where it goes. I hope that I hope that at least goes some way, sir, to to, to to well, certainly put in my point of view as to where we are. It's not easy; it never is. But we'll see where we get to. Anyway, thank you ever ever so much, everybody, for listening in. Let's get through the rest of these five words into the long forms, and then uh, and then after all, it's a school night. You you kids get to bed. If you are travelling back from Sheffield, guys, we have released. Uh, it went out at ten thirty. So if you are subscribing to us. On the podcast, you will see the we released the Cardiff the, the Cardiff opposition view. So as and when we finish, you can give that a listen if you wish or not, or listen to it 
on your commute tomorrow, whenever you like. We recorded it today with Ben from, from View from the Ninian, and he was a great laugh, and it was good fun. And the videos that are going to be coming out, oh, you've got to have a look at Twitter for those. The dog goes absolutely barking, quite literally. Peter Joyless Jones said, Hey, my great Pollock, great. What the fuck was the rest doing playing like a Sunday league side? He says, Pat Wattie, 1975 Wattie, we haven't heard from you for ages, mate. Hope you will. Says, Conned for another transfer window. Well, that comes back to the, to the, the comment earlier on, and Alex was, you know, kind of seething about it. Look at where we've come and where we're going to. As the band James once said, If I hadn't seen such riches, I could live with being poor, but we've seen it. So you get a taste. John Parslow, best referee of the season. He says, Carbs, first clean sheet in 15. Hornet Cone says, Bio had another good game. Different, different opinions, different, different players. That's fine. Watford fan, relegation trust, Valerian says, Ishmael doing all he can. I could not agree with you more on that. Absolutely. I think he's doing, he's doing a, a stand-up job. And I think lots of people at the club are. As I said about the, 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 the stewarding, and we'll see how things go on. There are good people at the club trying to do the best they can. We just have to stick with it. What other option have we got? We're supporters or we're not? We do come to that seminal moment of, of the evening. Hornet haikus, everybody. A clean sheet. Hurrah! Super Ben Hamer in goal. The rest? Deep, superb stuff. Love it. Dr. Dickie Sutton, who we got to meet the other day, says, dreadful, apart from Ben Hamer. Brian Edwards still unbeaten this calendar year. Good, good, positive like that. Frederick Gustafsson says, we need a real striker. We've said it. Tactically, Set to not lose, says Brian. No, and that's that's Rich's point about Valerian. For all the positives that I've said about there today, the argument will be: Can we let the break off? Can we and and can we only get you know? If if you looked at that first half on on Sunday, a lot of people came back out and said the challenge for uh, for Valerian is going to be able. How does he manage to get Dennis, Aspria, and Martins on the pitch all at one time? And today, the most we got was two for about the last five minutes when Dennis came on but we never had Martins and Aspria on, which for me was probably the high point of, of Sunday. Now, he may have been resting because of all the things we've been talking about, them being tired, he might be managing their minutes, all of this sort of thing. We've got to take all of that into account as well. Louis Teixeira says, oh, well, it's Mike Duffy, Super Ben Hamer in goal, he says. Yes, that's, that's not wrong. Mark of Watford and England, honest endeavour and quality free. Very true. Tom Hagen, scruffy, tired away point. Yeah, and there have been oodles of them throughout our, our history, and I, I imagine everybody's following Watford time. Weary, wobbly, Watford's Wednesday draw, says James DJ. Just just taking the alliteration up until the last one, like it. Tony says another draw against Cardiff on Saturday. <laughs> Tony, Tony's already got his cool pools coupon out. Everybody gambling in the 1970s. Jason Brewer, Barry Bannon, you're a wanker. He says, Justin, Hamer did well, didn't he? Simon Parkins, clean sheets. Yeah, pictures of clean sheets. Like it, like it very much. Hornet Cone says Pollock going to the Euros. <laughs> oh, hello. Uh, John Pastor says Ying Yang Idli Po. That wasn't the one I meant. But Mikey Abraham says shit match, shit pitch, shit. <laughs> nice. Searsy says more threadbare than that pitch. Brian Edwards, ITV2 plus one, more shit. What does that mean? I've got no idea what that means. Willie Eckers like says mid table it is then. Yeah, I, th- I, get, I get the feeling we're going to try and work hard try and really have a go at everything and finish 10th no matter what this, this season. Didn't test their keeper once, says Brian. And he also says, decrepit Bannon runs the show. I did release a piece about those players signed over 30. And I think Bannon, I, I don't know how long he's been at Sheffield uh, Wednesday now, but I think he's probably been, he, he must be about 84 now. He's been there such a long time and he's a fine player. That little in the, in the yeah, it was in the first half. Was it in the first half? It was in the second half. That little reverse uh, dink over the wall for the header in the second half was, was was a thing of joy. And I don't think we've got somebody who would execute that. 
quite that well. Hornet Cone also says, not a loss away. Guy Welburn says, players shagged out there, aren't they? Gary Selwood, clean sheet positive. Not really. Gary Selwood also says, their teenage keeper not tested. Five words is too many, says Snell CJ. I'm very, very sorry. Peter Ryan, two points and momentum lost. Hampshire Hornet, playoff contenders, you're having a laugh. Gary says, piss poor players. Players required. That's from uh, Gary Chubby Mead. Gary Vinyl Music One says, can't pass in a pigsty. Alan Lathwell, prosaic, hard-earned point away, he says. Okay, I like that one. Gary Godwin, we weren't at our best. Alan WFC, Harrod Allen says, avoid game, substandard pitch. Yes, <laughs> very good. I like that, Al. That's very, very good. There's a nice sense of condescending about that entire thing. Void the game, substandard pitch. We're, we're above this. I like that very much. Ryan Cripps says, frustrating. Earned point through Hamer, indeed. Andrew Argent, I've seen better pitches. Shit. Clean sheets, thank you, says Ben. Gary Selwood, thank fuck for Hamer. Ash Furby, too many draws for playoffs. WFC chef, does Mr. Mogi do refunds? Through me, Natalie C007 says, can't fault effort, lacking quality. I think as a summary, that works beautifully. Where was the midfield, boys? Don, Don Pista, absolutely my words entirely. That, that's, that's where we're short. That's where we just need an extra body or two in, in there for me to, to have given us something to change tonight when we couldn't. It's not a criticism of the manager. It's certainly not a criticism of, of Kone or, or Tom Deli Bashiru. Tom Deli Bashiru came back against, what was it, Preston? When he, when he got played right wing, if I'm uh, right back, sorry. And, and since then, which was what, mid-December, he's played a heck of a lot of games from, from having been out for a little while, a fair while. So they're running themselves into the ground, these lads. Nick Schimmel, time for new manager. Dunny says less from less is less. Oh, that's good. Simon Watford FC, lots of effort, poor quality. Also says great defensive display by Pollock. Gary Fleming, we kept a clean sheet. Bayo equals good presser, poor striker, says WFC chef. Vince Smith, Dennis, five minutes. What's the point? Simon's back again. Simon, WFC, says Hamer got us another point. Stuart Cashmere, first clean sheet in 13 games. Dan, DRB, Crimbo, uh, Cambo, sorry there, says our squad is piss weak. Ricky Aldridge, terrible performance. Brilliant, Ben Hamer. We need some players now, says Dan. A lot of these are calling, as, as we're saying, for, I, th- it's, I think we have to say that we take it automatically. There's got to be the right players Ideally, but there is a certain element of this, which is we, we need some freshness. We need fresh legs in there as well. So maybe, uh, maybe the, uh, what's the phrase I'm looking for? Almost maybe the tide mark comes down a little bit in terms of quality. Five draws in the last six, says Stuart. Don Akabab says, geez, that was hard work. Chris Hyde, Tom Bashiru, horror show. Just kept it, holding it for so long. Flatam, people actually paid for that, yeah, and travelled. And you heard from, from Andrew and lots of others who travel both north, south, east and west to get to, to, to Sheffield. And, and fair play to you guys, but uh, you, weren't, you weren't rewarded today. But hey, we've, we've had more away performances and more away results in this season than we had for a long time. So well done, everybody, for doing that. Please, please come back. Pedro, says Alan. Hemel Hornet 1881, I'm pretty sure you mean Pedro. Andrew, or Andy Clark, I should say, Corky MK Hornet says, fell asleep second half result. Yes, that's one of life's better choices. Your, your subconscious took you there, and I think you should thank it. You have to say thanks to Ishmael. Three points lost. Not a clue we should win teams at the foot of the table, says Tony Bailey. Are we entitled to beat teams at the foot of the table? Not if we turn up today, like, uh, as we did today, because it was, it, there wasn't that energy, there wasn't that bite, and exactly as people have pointed out, we didn't work the keeper. We had the opportunity there from... Uh, from Martins in the first half, Kate got away from him. But we can't just turn around and say, well, if we'd have done that, we'd have won it. Because, of course, as we saw, E.K. Ugbo hit the post. There was a header straight after that. And we've seen Hamer do some great work. It 
hard-fought draw. It was a hard-won draw and fair play to Sheffield Wednesday. They didn't turn up and just make up the numbers. If anything, we were probably playing that particular role in that last 20 minutes. It was a question of right. And it's good professionalism. It's not criticism. Let's make sure we take something out of this because, again, as people said previously, previous years we might not have taken anything away from that. Zlatan says no effort, desire or goals. Stuart Roberts dropping points against lower teams. Dylan Thompson says Bio doesn't even have two left feet. Seven letters, uh, seven words, I apologise. Uh, Sean Pugh, no cutting edge going forward. Paul Walsh, Hamer, man of the match. And Ant is in with a, as he's not joining us with, 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 with a theme tune, gives us a, a meme which says it's basically piss and shit, which is very nice. So motherfucking Hamer, says Chris Trauffer. Gary DB says Hamer, excellent. Rest was shit. There we go. That's, that's following a theme there. Thanks for that, Gary. Let's get to the, to the long forms. And well, let's get to the long forms. Partick Thistle is in Maryhill. I'm not saying it's rough, but the XL bullies round in, go round in fours. Yeah, they were known as the Merry Hill Magyars, if I remember, because in the 50s, the, uh, the Magyars, or the Hungarians, of course, were, were brilliant, basically, with people like Pushkas, etc., and beat, beat England 6-3. Alex just confirmed what his question was. Wendover Horn says, Bio and Ryovic aren't similar. The only similarity is that they're both tall. I think the similarity they were saying was they were not necessarily effective. Brian Edwards, surely Gino is not only shitting himself about Spanish jail time, but the main baby is hanging on its Serie A status. We aren't going to be doing anything better than 10th. No, Brian, you said it. I agree with it. Alex King says, absolute credit to the manager. However, if the hierarchy have the audacity to believe this squad is at the level it should be, it's a, it's a laughing stock, which was the point that... Alex was making earlier on when he came on. How we got from there to here? Well, football is everything goes up and down. Nothing is nothing is stationary, and even even the even the top six vary from time to time. But for all the rest of us, it it is it is a roller coaster, and we know that, and we know that it'll go down as well as up. We can't get to the up and say, well, this is now the norm. That's a mistake because that isn't the norm, and it's possibly not sustainable for a club our size. However, I think this season, in and around and in the main, has been a very good season, um, as transitional years go, of rationalising what we're doing, of doing better things rather than changing the manager every five weeks and bringing the, cost, the price down the, uh, in terms of the actual kind of uh, the unit cost to run the team, et cetera, wages, all of these sort of things. However, it's like everything in life and everything in football. It's about balance. And saying, could we could we do one thing? Is that really going to break the boat? Especially bearing in mind, as Wendover has pointed out, that the money is in the budget. We've saved this already. Could we not spend that rather than just save it all the time? Who knows? Alex King says, uh, as I said, absolute credit to the manager. And I agree with that completely. Alan Laffer, the weekly wage of players is irrelevant, says Alan. We had one of the most expensive squads last year. And where did that get us? I'd like signings, but we've currently got what we have. Very true, Al. Very true. But this is this is my point. We're not talking about capital expenditures or transfer fees are going out. We're saying, can we not bring somebody in into that, in, in, my, in my instance, into that central midfield because that's where it needs possibly the most of all. Also, if we see, if we see young Andrews get crocked and if Ngakia is not recovering before the end of the season, that may also be an emergency area to take a look at. Cal Kambian says, does anyone else compare the Watford forward line by their own body parts? Just asking. Yes, I think that's in response to a certain... Re- to a certain comment from, from Ron, which I did see and I did chuckle at. Louis Tashira says, frustrating today, a long journey back for us who've travelled. Hamer, excellent. Kone looked lively, but overall we were poor and didn't move the ball quickly enough in the final third. A point on the road, we can't complain. The unbeaten run away goes on. 
Look a bit tired, though. Yeah, you see it in the ground. We saw it here away from it as well. And that's part of what this is about is those people around. Did you see what we saw? And did is that how it, how it seemed earlier on? It's always interesting to see. Hornet Cohen says, wouldn't be mad if we bought in a low league veteran midfielder at this rate. Just need the extra number and give someone like that an opportunity. We'll fire them up. Brian Edwards said, hats off to all who went. I'm regretting booking the Saints match now. And that's 45 minutes from where I live. Malk says, I was quite impressed with Wednesday. They piled forward at every opportunity, despite an obvious lack of quality. But with Bannon pulling the strings, they had a chance. We weren't great, but I've seen worse games. Just me? No, Malk, I, I agree with your points about Wednesday. I think, I think we look at the league position and judge wholly on that. Whereas I think if anybody was going to nick it, I think it was them. And I think Danny Rule is a, is a, is a fine young manager and one to keep, keep, keep a lookout on. Hampshire Hornets says, Katie nailed it. We're going right back to the start here when Katie came on. If we're just settling for mid-table, for mid then where is the motivation for the players and accepting that they're likely to cash in on Andrews and Espria and Kone in the summer? There will be another rebuild, but without the bounce from an exciting end to the prior season. Alan's back again, Alan Athwell. He said, I think Pozzo would sell if he can find the right investor. I agree with this. Unless that investment comes forward, we're not going to see change. It's nothing to do with waking the fuck up, Charlie. There has to be a buyer to begin with. Val wanted Dennis. Do you not trust the head coach? I, th- I think there are question- there, there are still questions to be asked because previously we'd heard that Val had rejected, excuse me, had rejected Dennis back in September, but now he wants him. Now he's saying, but that's fine because what we needed was some pace and some variety in wide areas and he can provide that. I didn't rate, want him in September because I wanted a tall forward. But then you go and look and look at the decisions that were made by to bring in to bring in Ryovic, I think it's fair to say he's bought goals, but I don't think he's bought what the rest of the package of a centre-forward should be bringing us uh, at this moment in time. So, no, it's fair. We've got this investment in, and all the the investors looking, not the first ones in the last few years. So there's no suggestion that that's going to go all the way through and that's the end of it. But it's certainly an initial investment with a view to potentially taking over in the long term. So if he's doing that and we, we get to find that out for certain, because it's still obviously still going through and working its way through silently, we will see what does happen. When we talk to the opposition view, we are not the only fans who turn around and say, one, we would like forward, or secondly, that if the manager isn't, isn't being given support and kind of money to, money to spend. For example, Bristol City are saying exactly the same thing, and they are investing in people such as, for example, Scott Twine on initial loan with an option to buy. There are ways of doing it without putting out a capital investment. And that's why talking about simply making it cost neutral by the players you are freeing up who have been in the squad, but utilizing those wages to be utilized is a creative way that is cost neutral to maybe look at it. Hey, but this is what we're here to chat, chat about. That's my thoughts on it. Paul Fiander Turner says, didn't watch, didn't listen. Now I know where Paul's going with this. Sometimes you had to hold your hands up and say other things are more important than Gino and his now bankrupted vanity project. To be fair, a front row seat <laughs> show to see a famous pop star instead of watching on Hive Live. No one could pass that up. No. Well, Paul, Paul basically, his, his, his company <laughs> have, have basically put him today front and center of, I think it was, oh, my brain's gone, a Rita Ora concert in, I think, I think he's still in Dublin. So there you go. Alex said, also, another thing, we've got to stop saying it's great that the players for trying. This is the bare minimum. You have to start calling out the overall quality of players and the dropping of points against poor opposition. Fair enough. The club won't spend this January, says Hampshire Hornet, as we're not going to go up and we're not going to go down. Pozzo out has not properly supported our coaches, 
for years, compounded by the fact we have clearly have no money and Pozzo doesn't want to invest anymore. So why spend when not needed? Uh, being eloquent and uh, intelligent, says Alan Laffer, being both eloquent and intelligent, are two different things. Pozzo doesn't have the funds and is clearly looking for investment. Citing Brighton's scouting network, they've got three ex-Watford players in their squad, two of which cost them more money than we paid for them. That was a point that was made by Scott Duxbury at Parlacci Gino. Was, was he said, look, yeah, have we got everything right? No. Have we got everything wrong? No. Uh, they still said that the biggest issue was the fact that there's a lot of good stability at the club, but the one thing we haven't got right now 20 times over is the manager. But he did also turn around and almost say exactly what Alan has said there, which is people are turning around and saying, well, aren't Brighton doing fantastic and aren't Brentford doing fantastic things? But as he said, look at Brighton. At that point, they've got, um, they've got Estupinian, they've just signed Estupinian, and they've just signed Pedro, who, of course, we bought in and we made a goodly sum on, and they paid vastly over the odds to what we did. The question is, who are the next ones in? Where, where does that convey about carry on? Because Brighton and Brentford are at, an area, at, at a level where they can pay more for players to come in. We are no longer there. We need to find the equivalent at the level of altitude that we are. And as I say, that means being possibly more creative if for different things. We shall see. Dr. Dickie Sutton says, despite not scoring tonight, we're still on target for 71 league goals, which will likely get us in the top six. Poor tonight. But look where we are in the table. I don't get the negativity. Fine, no problems. Uh, Hornick Cone says, Bio makes the balls played to him look better because he fully commits to them and doesn't win them. Mark Calder, depth needed, pace needed, threat needed. Hoot and Pollock together has to be the move going forward. They look solid, super Ben Hamer in goal. Respectfully, Holly's point is, why aren't we as well run as the top Champions League sides? They have more depth to rotate um, around the stars whereas we seem to have zero depth at all. I think that's, I think you're almost coming at that point and almost agreeing with, with that, that part of the sentence. It's a question of why don't we rotate because we haven't got them, and that's what we need. Mark carries on. Just a mid-season question. At the start of the season, would you have taken three points off of playoffs before 29 games? Yes, we are lacking depth and scoring threat, but credit to Val for getting what he does out of this squad. Mark, I could not agree with you more, and I think that's hopefully been... What hope, I would hope has, has come on uh, and been said tonight is the fact that none of this is at Val's door. He is doing incredibly well with, 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 a limited, with a limited palette of players available to him, and he's getting, he's getting tunes out of him. He's got seven on the road unbeaten. So, nope, there's no problem with that. Andy Clark says, Charlie is bang on about Dennis. There you go. So some people disagree, some agree. That's the nature of conversation. If we all came in and all said the same thing, Christ, that'd be dull. Carl Wilson says, if we sign anyone, I will, sp I will spank Pete's bum with a wooden spoon cover in honey. Now, I don't know if anybody's got any honey, but I've got a wooden spoon. So, Carl, we may be coming round on Wednesday. Oh, no, it is Wednesday. What am I talking about? We may be coming round on Friday. If I turn up at your door with a spoon, I would suggest you run. And we're going to finish with Watford Limericks. The one, this, this, this whole thing, I appreciate that after a game, everybody's uptight and everybody's, everybody can be annoyed that other people think different things or that, we haven't won tonight. And of all of these things, uh, this thing, and I'll do not scratch your eyes, it is hopefully just about how it's saying, look, it's our club. We should enjoy supporting our club. And one of the delights about that are things like badly drawn Watford that we, you know, other things that we just get to talk about and, and Hornet Heights that have come on and shared with us. All of this rich tapestry of Watford stuff. And most recently is Watford Limericks. So let's finish with a Watford Limerick. With quality, the score of this might have been different. No one got it right. 
The chances were clear, the misses were near. Sheffield, Wednesday. That's brilliant. I love that very much indeed. Watford Limericks is WFC at WFC Limericks on Twitter. Do get over and follow them. Please do. Do get over and do the same thing with Hornet Haikus. And we heard from Katie on uh, Voices of the Vic. Go and, give, go and give those guys a listen as well. It's all, it's all just our club. Because at the end of the day, we talk about a, a lot about owners tonight because it's the transfer window. There are people who will be positive about the transfer, uh, the transfer window and be hopeful that things will come in. And they haven't done as yet. It's not over, but we will see if it does. There will be others who will look at it and say, but you don't want to put somebody in the way of a, a Ryan Andrews, for example. Nobody's wrong. Nobody's right. It's just a question of we all come together. And that's really the essence of the football club. Um, it's about supporting it because we'll all be here long after the owner has gone, long after many of these players have gone. But we're here and we'll chat about it and we'll debate it. So there we go. There we go. It's been, it's been a, an odd Wednesday night, I, I would suggest, because it's not necessarily been the, 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 the greatest of games and it's certainly not necessarily been what we might want to hope for in terms of getting a result. But thank you so much for being here tonight. Thank you so much for all of those guys who went up and travelled and supported the lads up at, up at Sheffield Wednesday or came down to support the lads from Sheffield Wednesday. As I said, already released, but I'll put it, put it up on Twitter in a minute as well so that the link is there. We've got out the, the opposition view for Cardiff City this week. I think it was Greg said, if we get a result against Cardiff, that makes this point look very, very good. And I think that's a reasonable thing to say. And then we can judge the week for what it is. If we get a win against Cardiff, I'm not overly worried about the, 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 the Saints game when we come to it. We'll just see how that goes. But in the meantime, guys, have a good night and we'll see you soon. You ons. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? <whistles> At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.